please and welcome to Tea Time Alchemy. So today I wanted to take the time to hang out with you and talk about how we can find meaning and purpose in our lives. First of all, thank you for taking the time and congratulations for taking the time to hang out and think about some of the deeper questions of life. Now, the quest for meaning and purpose um, in today's world is really one of the most important topics, I think, maybe the most important topic, I think, that we have to look at regarding our individual health and regarding the health of the planet, the health of everybody. I personally believe that we have a huge lack of meaning and purpose um, which is the result of our modern life and really mostly of materialism um, and consumerism. We think that we find meaning, that we find happiness, that we find purpose <clears throat> by running off the success, running off the a Mercedes or Ferrari, um, after money, um, running after all these things, you know, buying a big house and all these ideas. And that's really our cultural myth. Our cultural myth nowadays is consumerism. The myth is if you have the ability to buy more stuff, you are more happy. <laughs> well, as we see in, in a lot of the rich people of the world, that's not really true. I, I coach a lot of different people and a lot of those people have a lot of money. And I can tell you they have as much problems, maybe even more than some very young people or when I remember myself, uh, maybe five, six years ago, I was really uh, very close to broke most of my life uh, or most of that time. And uh, I was freaking happy. I was still happy because I was following my passion. I was fighting back then, boxing, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and I was following my dream. And I know it wasn't, wasn't easy. It was really tough that time, but I was happy. And that's, that's really the problem with our cultural myth nowadays is that we tend to believe that a life that makes us happy, a life that gives us a feeling of purpose and meaning is a life that's easy, a life that's convenient, a life that's comfortable. Um, and especially the part of comfortable is based upon the belief of consumerism. The more we have, the more happy we are. Oh, if I just had that whirlpool, if I just had that car, if I just had that whatever, that woman, if I just had this or that. It's, it's a sad myth. Because what happens is we don't find meaning in an action. We don't find meaning in in something we do, you know, in, in something we actually embody and something we are working on and some project or some creative expression. We try to find meaning in the symbol of money and it's just a symbol for energy. So I believe that meaning and purpose are there for us to actually guide us and help us with how to use our energy, how to use and how to spend our energy. That is meaning, that is purpose. While our myth, our, our today's myth of, of meaning and purpose is really based upon gaining more energy, getting more power, having more power, having more things. Well, that is not purpose and meaning and it's, and it's gonna leave you empty because once you have all that money, once you have all that success, you realize, shit, what am I going to do with that? What am I going to do? Yeah, you can do parties and you can 
I don't know man, you can take drugs and you can you can buy 15 cars and you can buy 12 houses but I'm I'm sure that that will get boring and I know a shitload of people that say exactly that, it gets boring. And I can tell from my own experience. Um, I've I've been in places where I had quite good money, really I didn't really have to think about money. And I've had times as I said where I was literally really broke. I had just a few pennies and had to eat rice and beans and nothing else. Or rice and ketchup. And I can honestly say that my state of happiness sometimes in the times I was broke was even higher than in the times where I had money. Now comes the big question, why is that? And what is meaning anyway? How do we find meaning? I believe we, we only find meaning once we realize that our dream or the thing we work on, the thing we work towards, needs to be bigger than ourselves. We can't find meaning um, for ourselves. So, in, in that idea, saying, I want to become a world champion or this or that, yes, some people can create some real motivation out of that. And some people achieve it out of that motivation just for them. They have maybe had so much pain in their lives and they want to give themselves the gifts. They want to prove themselves. So they work really hard and they become a world champion or this or that, a very successful business owner. But once that goal is achieved, they reach a state of emptiness and they crash completely. Because once that goal is achieved, they, they gifted themselves with that. And then everything, every meaning, everything is gone. Because that was all there is. So even if we can find meaning just for ourselves, it's a very dangerous game. Because once that game is fulfilled, you'll end up in emptiness and mostly in depression. You see lots of athletes having um, post-athletic career, uh, depression, suicides and all kinds of shit. So... I really think we need to base our search for meaning and our search for purpose on our tribe. And our tribe can literally be anything. Um, we, as a first step, we need to figure out what is our tribe. That's it. What does a tribe mean anyway? When I say tribe, I talk about those people you care for. Those people that you want to somehow help. Those people you love. Those people you want to make their lives better. Now, that can be on a feeling level, on a physical level. It can be very different for different people. And I think it's very important to base your dream, your purpose, your legacy on um, the tribe that you actually feel in your physical body. So, what I mean is we all have these ideas that everybody is important, or lots of people have these ideas, everybody is important, I, I, I really care for the people in Africa starving, I really care for the rainforest being cut down and all this. And I think it's, it's cool and it's important to have these ideas. But what I want to ask you is, where do you actually feel a strong physical sensation that is driving you to make the life of those people better? And for some people, it literally will be just their very close family. It will be their wife and their child. And especially children can give us a lot of purpose. And there's some other problems in there with children, uh, which we might get into another time. Now, <clears throat> to find that feeling, there's two questions I generally ask. It's, 
the first one is what do you wish for yourself and those around you what is what is the thing you really wish for and it could be freedom you really you really have intense feelings for freedom you may know the movie Braveheart if not with Mel Gibson if not watch it it's freaking amazing and the whole movie is about freedom really it's about the the Scots if I remember right fighting against the English people and all this fight and they fight for freedom and I remember me as a child I was really it took me on a journey it really took me and I could feel it so strong and and freedom for me personal personal liberation freedom from shame freedom from fear freedom from uh, blame from other people freedom to do what I want and follow my dreams this aspect has been a very very important part of my life very early on and something I really craved and searched for now nowadays this is also the biggest part of my mission um, yeah I'm a coach and a teacher and whatever but really what I consider myself on an archetypal level is or what I want to do is I want to be a liberator I want to liberate people from their dogmas their ideas from the claws of, of medicine or from from the claws of politics from the claws of of unhealthy living unconscious unhealthy living I want to teach people awareness <clears throat> mindfulness of holistic living holistic spirituality holistic health natural living to actually help them free themselves we are only free if we make conscious choices if we don't know why we do something we're not free we're just acting our programming so this is one my theme for example but it could be anything <clears throat> it could be you wish for people to have enough to live you know to have enough food to have enough shelter you wish for people to be safe well that's a very strong drive some people have you could have the drive to help people um, heal from wounds or injuries you could have to drive for people to find creativity you know to to express themselves creatively and you really feel it in your body you want to bring creativity into the world there's music whatever many many different things that you could wish for yourself and other people to get to know to experience now the second question would be what is giving you the most pain <clears throat> what in this world is giving you the most pain what is triggering you the most what topic what stuff when you see it it makes you cry you feel it in your body and you want to change it you want to be a change maker for that and there's again a variety of things you so you see it's really the same thing but you're looking from both perspectives uh, from both sides of the coin in a sense the one is what you dream for the positive side what do you want the other one is what do you want to change what, what why do you get pain when you see it and what do you want to really make make a change in the world that this doesn't happen anymore so for example you could from the positive side you could care for nature and you want to bring people back into contact with nature and to care for nature and to experience the beauty of nature and of animals and all that and on the negative side you could have a real pain when you see the rainforest dying out when you see all those animals dying out when you um, see nature really going crazy nature is having a real tough time uh, you know some research says that insect flight is going was going down 80 percent 
80 fucking percent and, and I know that for sure when I was a child and we were driving the car um, you always had a shitload of flies on the on the window you know that clashed into it and you have all these spots and after about especially in summer evenings after about an hour of driving you the whole window was full and you had to clean it nowadays you never have that no matter what time you drive you never have these these kinds of fly spots and whatever insect splashes so that could be something where you really feel that pain it could also be for me for example I had I want to liberate people I want them to be free now for me where I got lots of pain is now for example with the COVID the whole COVID story the feel the fear people fear the whole television media bullshit that is going on um, all the these silly ideas about health there's really dangerous ideas about health and even spirituality um, that that really keep us in a prison they keep us caged you know they are they are all these dogmas we have about right living what is good and what is bad what is the right thing to do what is the wrong thing to do and I had even even with 15 16 years I had lots of I felt lots of pain in my life seeing people uh, falling for these dogmas you know oh you, you come out of school you need to go to university and then you get a good job and then you marry you buy a house you get a car and then you die sad and lonely more or less and I saw so many people and within my own family I, 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 I saw it very traumatically for me um, that all these things might not make you happy and they might actually leave you empty depressed of anxiety and lots of pain and what I really realized early on is that in order to feel purpose in our lives to feel freedom to feel happiness it's the first principle for that is that the first rule is follow your heart and nothing stands above that in my experience you might be doing stuff that's silly stuff that's dangerous stuff that's considered uh, not efficient stuff that's considered it won't make you successful stuff that nobody else ever did stuff that you won't get any praise or, or you know smiles from other people from you might get huge shitstorms for but if your heart is calling you to do that you have to do it and there's no other way to be happy that's the ground upon which we build our happiness and even if it's dangerous, even if it's considered silly, even if it's considered you won't get, get successful with that, even if it has lots of problems, even if it's much tougher than studying and working. In my own experience and, and the people I coach and work with, this is the ground without which there's no happiness we can build. There's no dream, no legacy, no purpose, nothing we can build without that base. Because everything you we will be doing is you're trying to compensate for doing the real thing, which is following your heart, which is following your passions, which is following finding meaning and finding purpose by actually living it. Now, these two questions are really the base to find out what is really interesting to you. Um, once you look into that, you want to look at how far is my circle, how big is the tribe, that I'm actually interested or feeling I want to work with and that will change over time so, so don't get too too tight about it you know if if you are fully authentic and honest and the only thing you can really feel 
is your child and your wife and your close family and maybe one or two friends and that's your tribe you can feel for. That's awesome. That's beautiful. Start there. That's enough. Start there and, and in my experience it will get bigger anyway. But so you have your your passion, something you're interested in changing in the world, something you're interested in giving to people. And that's a whole process you can work through. Uh, there's really a, a lot of things you can do for that. For example, doing active imagination, thinking about what, what would I do with $10 million or $100 million if money were no issue? What would I be interested in? And a lot of times this needs a lot of coaching. This needs a lot of deep inner work to really find that out. But once you have a certain clue about what it is that you want to bring into the world, that you want to change in the world, that is bigger than yourself, it is bigger than you, it is motivating you. We are tribal creatures. Tribal creatures, we are not lone wolves, we are not like the tiger in the forest that's running around alone or like the eagle or whatever. We are tribal creatures for so many fucking years, for millions of years we've been tribal creatures. And it's within our genes, within our biology, that we need to find purpose as our role within a tribe. We need to find our role within the tribe. And the role could be the freaking rebel. It could be to break out of the tribe, to do something different and to bring back a gift to the tribe. That would be the hero's journey. Now, so we have our passion, we have our gifts, we have the thing we want. Then what we want is we want to look at our tribe and how can I bring it to that tribe? How can I do that? And now comes the important question, and this is where the hero's journey starts. You get a certain amount of clarity of, of the problem, of the challenge, or of the gift, of the positive, of the thing, of the, of the treasure you want to bring to your tribe. And now begins the hero's journey, and how do I do that? The hero's journey begins because we, in generally, and that's the path of evolution, that's what evolution does, is we always transcend our tribe. So we get our certain programming, certain ideas, but we, every, every single person is unique and has unique gifts and insights. And these unique insights, the tribe can't see. So that's why we want to give it to them. That's why we want to change something. Because most of the other people, those people may not be able to see it. So the hero's journey is all about breaking out of all the dogma, breaking out of all the beliefs, getting shamed, getting blamed, going into the darkness of yourself, doing it, following that, being willing and being courageous to move into that pain, to move into that shame, to be willing because it's necessary and you know it's necessary. You feel it inside your heart. I'm sure you do. Now, when the hero's journey begins, meaning st stops to be a noun and it starts to be a verb. Meaning stops to be a noun. It's not something we have anymore. We've, we've found and it starts to be a verb. It's something we do. We're meaning. We're creating purpose. It's an exploration. So I had to take a short rest and get myself a coffee for this. Because this is a very important part. Now as we said, to find meaning, the noun meaning, to find something that gives us a feeling of meaning, we need a tribe. We can't do it alone. But that's only the first stage. Now the second stage comes and when we, once we get a taste of it, once we get a, an idea of it, 
an intuition, a feeling. We have to go on the hero's journey and we have to make meaning a verb, something we actively do. We're getting on the search. The seeker archetype here is very important. Now, in this second stage of our search for meaning, we are completely alone. There is nobody that can help you. There is nobody that can do that for you. The hero's journey is you and you alone. And nobody there to show you where to go, to tell you what to do. And whenever we get these hang-ups, these hang-ups of trying to follow someone that seemingly knows where to go and we try to follow him, we will get lost. Because we all have our own journey. I'm not saying there aren't good coaches, mentors, <clears throat> teachers, gurus, angels and spirit guides and wisdom you could get that can help you on your journey. But it's very, very important to understand that your journey is your journey and your journey alone. Your journey is your gift and your gift alone. There's no one else like you. <clears throat> There's no one on this whole planet and there has never been, there will never be someone who's looking through your eyes and who can see what you can see. What you can see is your gift. Your gift to humanity, your gift to your tribe, your gift to your family, your gift to the hungry, your gift to the starving, your gift to the rainforest, your gift to nature. And it is our responsibility and our journey, our hero's journey, to go on that path and to make that jump and to be willing and courageous enough to be alone here. To really do that, the first thing we got to do, especially when we've grown up in Western society with Judaism, Christianity or Islamic religious traditions, is we need to give up the idea of God as, as a father and God as a leader. This is very important. This is the idea of the Imago Dei, your image of God. And your image of God may be the most powerful and most profound um, unconscious belief, partly unconscious, partly conscious belief that is guiding your life. Because this is really the question about, okay, what is going on here? What are the rules of life? And what am I supposed to do? Now, what am I supposed to do is, is the perfectly right question. What are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? Tell me. What are you supposed to do with this life? And what comes up for you? <laughs> Nobody can tell you. There's no one answer to that. Yeah, you're supposed not to go to hell, you're a sinner. You're supposed to not kill, not steal, not, not fuck around. Awesome. That doesn't give you meaning. That doesn't give you purpose and especially it doesn't give you happiness. The commandments, all the, the seemingly rules and religions, when they, when the big prophets, prophets have actually told us about these certain kind of commandments and, and rules to follow, or ethics or morals. They didn't mean to give us rules in the way of if you don't do that you're a sinner, if you're a bad person, if you do it you're a good person. There's no sense in that. That's childish. God is not a father in the sky. If, if we say God is omnipotent, omnipresent, unconditional love and all that, how can he be such an asshole to be up there in the sky and judge us all for, for, you know, 
masturbating. That's just silliness and very childish. What I think is very important to realize is that when we go on that hero's journey, when we ask ourselves this question, what am I supposed to do? To accept, to realize that there's nobody, nobody that can give you an answer. And what you're supposed to do is actually <laughs> exactly that. It's that. We go on the journey to find out what we are supposed to do. We are on the edge of evolution. We as human beings are the most complex system, the most complex being that has ever been on this planet, probably, as we know at least, ever been on this planet and we are on the edge of evolution. We have technology, we have, we have a mind, an intelligence that has such a potential to destroy or to create. And there's really nobody that knows what will happen, nobody that can guide us, nobody that can show us. We are the ones that are actually exploring. That's why I'm saying finding meaning, meaning is a verb, or should be a verb. It's something we do. There's nobody that can give it to you, nobody that can say, hey, do this, then you will find meaning. That doesn't work this way. We are on the edge of evolution of ourselves and as a society and as a whole world. And we as an individual and a society need to be on that edge. We need to go on that journey into a terrain, into an experience that has never experienced before, that has never been known before, that has never been explored before. We go in a new country, into a new world. And doing that, being willing to do that, being courageous enough to do that, making that jump, jumping into the unknown, that is meaning. That is where you find meaning. And you don't find it as a thing. You, you may not even be able to put words on it. I have a tough time to put words on it. And the reason for that is because it's a freaking mystery. It's a mystery what we're doing. It's fucking scary. And it's blissful. And it's painful. And it's joyful. It's all these things at the same time. This journey, this hero's journey, jumping on it, following our heart, listening to our soul, listening to what is calling us, Breaking through impossibility walls. Those walls, those cages that keep you back from following your heart. Because people tell you, yeah, if you do that, you will go broke. You will, whatever, have a divorce. You will, this will happen, that will happen. Yeah, fuck it, be it so. Okay, give it to me. May I go broke? I don't freaking care. If that's my journey, if that's my, my honest exploration of myself. If that's my story, if that's my movie, if that's the story I'm creating. Yeah, fuck yeah, then at least I had a really hell good book, a hell good story, a hell good movie. That's that's what we have to do, I think. That That's my experience at least, and I want to share it with you. That there's no fix you can get, no biohacking, no supplement, no teacher or coach that can just give you a piece of paper and say, here it is, here is your treasure, Here's here's the thing that will make you happy. Here you got it. There's no possible way to get that, and that's the problem of consumerism, that's the problem of materialism, that's the problem of our whole modern society, and that's the root of every single problem we have nowadays. Is that we can't accept that we have the responsibility to make ourselves happy, that we have the responsibility to go on that journey, and that living a good life doesn't mean it's a safe life, doesn't even mean it's a good life. Living a good life is actually living a wild life, living a, a life Leave out the good. Fuck the good. Good, bad, it's, it's yin and yang, it's 50-50. Don't care about it. 
live a life, have a life, get yourself a life, a life worth living, a life worth experiencing, a life worth exploring. Get a life that's not lived by somebody else. Be on the edge of evolution and that will give you meaning. That will give you, that will fill you with so many experiences, with so much wisdom that you can then share as your gift. It will fill you with, with true wisdom, not with knowledge, not with something you've read in a book and you just blah, 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 you give it to somebody, you know. Oh, you should do this and this, you should be vegan, you should do that. Yeah, that's bullshit. Try it out, live it. Do things that were never done before. Do things you could have never imagined you would do. Do things that, that inspire you. When, you. when you read about somebody that did some crazy shit and you can't even imagine, you don't even know anybody close to you that did that. Oh, bam, baby. Go on that journey. Follow that feeling. Follow that, that drive in you. And I believe this is the, the base of all living. This is the base of spirituality. And this is embodied spirituality. This is embodied growth. This is embodied health. Health is not, I always say health is not a, a scale from 1 to 10 where you do everything as it's, as, as it's saying in the book, you know, this is healthy, that is healthy, eat this, sleep that amount, do this, do this, do this, and you live it all and you're, you're a 10 out of 10 healthy. It doesn't work that way. Because then you know what's going to kill you? What's going to kill you is that you're not living. What's going to kill you is that you're not exploring. Now... We go through certain stages and I'm not saying that you should throw away your intellect. I'm not saying that you should throw away your intelligence. Your intelligence is very important. And Osho, one of my favorite teachers, has a beautiful story about that I want to share. Now, there's two beggars. Beggars living on the streets in an Indian village, a small one. And one of those beggars is blind and one of those beggars is a cripple and has no legs. And those beggars were on the same street and they were always in conflict and they didn't really like each other, you know, because the one took the money from the other and then, you know, there was only a certain amount of people on the street. So they had a tough time with each other. So that's our mind and our heart. They have always a tough time. You know, your heart is saying something and your mind, your intelligence is saying something different. And it's really hard to get them together. Your heart is saying... Go travel, go to India, go do this, go on that journey. And your intelligence is saying, no man, I, I maybe you just have a few thousand dollars, two, three thousand dollars. I couldn't survive that way. How do I get money? How do I do this, this, this? How do I do that? So, one day, in the village where the two beggars lived, a fire broke out. And the whole village started freaking burning. And... All the people were running around, running out of the village, and the beggars were left alone. And they were like, shit, they have to get out. But the one had no legs, so he couldn't walk away fast enough. And the other one had no eyes, he was blind, so he couldn't see where the fire is and where he has to go. So through that pain of the fire, through that challenge of the fire, the two beggars looked at each other, and the blind one felt the other, you could say. And they said, fuck come on, we need, to, we need to do something together. We need to figure out how to get out of here. Nobody helps us and we can't get out alone. So what they did is the blind beggar picked up the, the crippled beggar without the legs and put him on top of his shoulders and together they walked out of the village. The beggar that had no legs but had eyes told him which direction to go. 
and the beggar with legs, the blind one, walked out of the village. So that's a beautiful metaphor for your horde and your intelligence, your intellect, your ego. Now, take a moment to think about who is your horde and who is your mind. Who is your intelligence? Is it the blind beggar or is it the cripple? Now, for me, personally, and the way Osho talks about it, the, the crippled beggar, the one that looks, the one that sees, is your horde. Your horde is the thing that is showing you the direction. It's showing you where to go. It's showing you... What is it that I want to achieve in this world? Your feeling, your heart, your gut instincts, your animal body, and your spiritual body, your intuition, all these parts that are not non-rational, they guide you and they, they are like your North Pole. They lead you in a direction. They lead you to certain books. They lead you to certain people. They lead you into certain circumstances. But the one that actually walks that path, the blind beggar that is actually walking, that is taking each step slowly and slowly, that's your mind, that's your intelligence, that's how we go that path. It's by using our intelligence. Okay, I want to go to travel, I want to go to India, I want to do this. Yeah, then you're not, don't be freaking silly about it and just don't care at all and just go without money and you'll end up as a beggar on the street. That's not really what, what life wants to teach you. Maybe, but it may not be. So I think it's this beautiful balance out of intelligent and heart. Intelligence and heart. Um, finding balance by finding our direction, finding our purpose, feeling our purpose, going on the exploration of purpose with our heart. Our heart is guiding, guiding our direction. It's as if you go on a journey into the forest or into the jungle in a new world, in a, in a new jungle nobody's ever been before. And you don't know where to go because you've never been there. You don't have a map. So what you do is you trust your feeling. You have a feeling, a certain feeling. Maybe because there is a mountain in the back and it it's pulls on you. So you decide, I go in that direction or maybe I go north or I go south, whatever. Because you have a feeling about it. That's your heart. But going through the jungle, building a hut, finding food finding shelter and especially building it and building traps for the animals and all that. You're gonna have to use your mind for that. You're gonna have to use your intelligence for that. And that's how we bring them together and that's how we live purpose. And that's how we find purpose. So to sum it all up, and there's a shitload of other stuff in there, um, but I think we keep it this way. It's, it's uh, quite a journey already, I think. To wrap it all up, the first steps if you're searching for meaning, if you're searching for for purpose, would be to find out what you really care about. What do you care about? What do you want to change? What do you want to bring into the world? What are you passionate about? The second step would be to find out your tribe. Who do you care about? Who is it that is actually bigger than yourself, more than you, 
that you want to play a role in into changing their lives into making the life for those people better and then doing that journey and finding ways to do that finding exploring new ways to do it do that exploring new gifts that's the third step and that's the where we come from we step out of the trap it's okay we know our trap we know who we want to help we know what it is that's the topic roughly we get a taste of it and then we jump then we go on our lone journey, a lone wolf journey, and we find out how we can deliver that service, how we can deliver those gifts, how we can share those, how we can actually help, how we can bring that wisdom that we have intrinsically, that our soul, our inner child already has, how can we explore that in our outer circumstances? That is only done by becoming a seeker. Becoming a seeker and being on the edge of evolution, not looking for someone in front of us. There is nobody. You're going a path that's never walked. There's nobody that can show you a path. There's no signs, no map, no nothing. You are alone. And it's freaking beautiful. Because that's what life is about. That's what makes life li worth living. Being alone, making these explorations, and then bringing them back. Bringing them back step by step, again and again, and going again, and coming back again, but bringing those gifts back into society into your tribe, into your family. You try out something new, you, you get a new experience, you will gain some wisdom. If the wisdom is pain, some painful experience, and you learn what not to do, beautiful, bring it back and share it with people. We shouldn't fucking deforest the whole rainforest. We shouldn't destroy the whole earth by, by using pesticides, fungicides, rodenticides, and all that shit. We shouldn't destroy the earth with, with McDonald's and, and kill ourselves slowly with shit food. We shouldn't do all these things. So exploring it, and that's what I did by nearly dying in the hospital about six years ago due to a fucked up way of life, drugs and shit, food and overtraining. My exploration and what I bring back now to people is that my the wisdom I've gained in the way that I can say, hey, if you live that kind of shitty life, you first of all destroy yourself and you destroy the whole world. So that was a short rant for the end. I love you. Thank you so much for joining and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for taking your time. Um, check out my website if you're interested in more contact or having a podcast with me. Um, you'll find my social media there, Instagram, Prana Alchemy. It's my business. Much love and peace and we see us next week.